This is Filling the Popcorn with Emma Felty. Today I have a special guest, Caleb Lewis, and we will be talking about Incredibles 2. Caleb, we will start out with talking about the marketing and promotional campaigns for Incredibles 2. So the main one that they used was using nostalgia from the first movie to get people out to see the second movie. Was that a marketing tactic that worked for you? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I think, I think pretty much everyone from like our age group was excited to see the movie just because it had been 14 years since like the last one came out. And just like it left us on such a big cliffhanger on what would happen next. So I think not only nostalgia, just mixed with like anticipation. Just everyone was begging for that movie for 14 years, and then finally they got it, and everyone saw it. All right, so Disney and Pixar also use sequels to get people out. What's your favorite Disney-Pixar sequel besides Incredibles 2? Favorite Disney-Pixar sequel? That's tough. That's hard. Um... I liked Mulan 2. Is that is that Pixar? Yeah. Yeah, I liked Mulan 2 a lot. Mulan 2? Yeah, I liked Mulan 2. Liked what about you? What was your favorite? All the cars. All the Okay, <laughs> I guess Cars 3 was unreal. Cars. I skipped I skipped work that day. I called him work that day to watch Cars 3 on oh, of Netflix. Course. So. How about Incredibles 2? No. Did you take off work? No. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, the teasers and the trailers. Did you see those? Did those make you want to see the movie? I mean, <clears throat> Uh, every movie should have trailers and stuff, but I don't think they necessarily needed one, just because like all the anticipation and all the ne- all the like build up for this movie, it literally it's just fourteen years in the making. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I watched the trailers and they were just like you know Disney trailers, really good, because they're really good at like kind of putting in information, but like also hiding the big points. But also like getting your like attention, kind of like what they do with like the Marvel trailers, right? Which Marvel is really good at doing that, like it's insane. So, uh, I like the trailers a lot and the teasers, um, obviously really good, and it just you know, it caught everybody's attention. It seemed like. Well, Disney also used the like the double eye and they hit it in different things, and like the fans would like check it out. Did you ever notice that? No, I did not. Yeah, like they, in the trailers. Yeah. No. Of, like, movies coming before that, they, like, hid, like, the double eye. I did not know that. Yeah. Right? What? I don't know. And also, the trailer for Incredibles 2 was released during the Olympics, which is one of the biz- biggest events people watch. So that was obviously a good marketing tactic. And also, they use different brand partners to create sweepstakes, which Disney uses a lot of the time. And the two big ones they used were Chrysler and Clorox. So if you bought a Clorox wipe, Chance to... Have them all over my house. So. <laughs> there you go. Earn a sweepstake. Also, Disney used fan and industry events, and they made a CinemaCon to get people to come out, watch a trailer, dress up as their favorite character. I know you've been to Comic-Con. I've been to Comic-Con a couple of times, yeah. What was your favorite part? Um, my favorite part was I met... Oh, I met Daryl from The Walking Dead. No way. So I, I'm not like a super Walking Dead fan, but um, they had a bunch of like characters there. Um, a lot of them I wasn't really interested in, but they did have Daryl from The Walking Dead. Like a, b- a bunch of the actors were there. They did have Daryl from The Walking Dead that was there. And I was with my best friend, and he's a huge Walking Dead fan. So we got to meet him, which is pretty cool. Um, but I think my favorite part was just all the comic books, um, which was really neat. 
they had and they also had a lot of like like local artists they're like painting artists and stuff like that and they would like paint stuff for you and honestly all of it was phenomenal and it was just really fun to see all the different costumes and stuff and they also had a bunch of panels and uh we went to this one panel it was actually a uh improv comedy oh cool um which was cool um they just had like five people up there and they just doing a bunch of improv and taking suggestions from the crowd and stuff like that so i thought that was really neat too do you think that's a good marketing tactic oh absolutely people people go goo goo gaga over like different things like e3 for games cinema cons for movies or comic cons for superheroes and stuff like that they just go nuts so did you see any trailers released during your time at comic con no, we did not. They usually release trailers at, like, bigger comic cons, like San, San Diego yeah. or, like, New York or Chicago, stuff like that, which I want to go to, like, I want to go to San Diego one year. Oh, me too. Um, which would That's be cool. That's a dream. Yes. <laughs> that would be neat. Um, but right now I'm just sticking to local Indiana, which is actually, it's pretty big, and it's really neat just to see all, everyone that comes out. All right. Now we're going to transition into the plot versus the controversy of Incredibles 2. So the biggest controversy that I found was Elastic Girl. She was her storyline. She's torn between her job and family, which is realistic right now for moms. What was your view on this storyline? See, I don't think it was much of a storyline. There's not much. I don't think it was much of a, like storyline in this movie. I mean, they kind of. I guess they like went off the first movie a little bit, but like. The only part in that movie, in the first movie, or in the second movie, where they went off the storyline, kind of, was, like, at the beginning, where they, like, with the underminer at the beginning of the second movie. Um, but other than that, I don't know, I just didn't really, there was not, it wasn't, like, it didn't pull me in, you know what I'm saying? But, I don't know, that's just me, I guess. See? But everyone I tell just disagrees with me. See, I feel like, I don't know if you're the demographic that it would, like, pull in. Like, girls but, are, like... But shouldn't it, like, shouldn't they be shooting for us? Because, like, they released the first one when we were... I was six years old when they released the first one. Right. So I waited 14 years, 14 years for a second one. Shouldn't they be shooting for us? And they should, they should be shooting for us and for six-year-olds now. That's true. That's what they should be shooting for. They shouldn't be shooting for moms. Do you think they're right. shooting for, like, young women? Maybe. Maybe, uh, I guess in this day and age, that's probably an idea that they could have they thrown it out there, but I don't know if I would have done it for such an like, anticipated movie. Um, I mean, people ate it up, so I guess it worked for them, but I don't know. So now we're going to go into the good and bad, Incredibles 1 versus Incredibles 2. I really liked Incredibles 1. Like, I thought it was a good movie, but Incredibles 2... Was just I think the same movie fourteen years later, yeah. But they didn't age the characters at all, so it's just like it just picked up where the first one left off, um, and then it just repeated the same thing, same thing, just a different main hero in Elastigirl and a different villain in uh, whatever his name is. The screenslaver. Yeah, the screenslaver, screen whatever. Um, but do you want to hear my opinion on how they should have done this movie? Yes, of course. Okay. So how they, I think how they should have done this movie, they should have aged the movie with 14 years. They should have said that, like, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible are retiring, or retired, I guess. Uh, Dash is, like, what, he, would be, he was, like, 11, 12, so he would be, like, graduating college, or gra- just, had just graduated or something like that, and Violet would be, like, married with kids. 
and then Jack Jack would be like 15 years old, so to speak. Um, and then I think they should have made Jack Jack the villain, in where like, so since they were like retiring and like Dash and Violet hadn't really used their power since they like um, went to college or like whatever. Um, and then they were retiring, so they're not using their powers. So like, they don't want Jack Jack to use his powers. But like, Jack Jack's like obviously like the strongest of all of them, um, and he wants to use his powers because he finally has like control of them. But like, they won't let him. So like, he's gonna revolt and go do his own thing. And then they had to like stop him, but they like can't like hurt him. Right. So family. To, yeah, yeah, it's like a family conflict, in my opinion. I think that would be a good idea. But I like the way they did the villain in the first movie. Um, it was kind of gave uh, a, like a Tony Stark or like an Iron Man effect or like a, what's his name from the first one or the second movie was it the second movie no it was the third movie when he like he like mentored him but like oh, he, yes. turned, he turned him away and then like so many years later he like came, came back, back to bite him in the you know rear end but I, I did like that in the first movie in the first movie but the second movie I just thought it could have used more juice like more juicy stuff there's more I mean I, I thought it was a good idea how they tried to like turn the superheroes against each other with like the screen slavers like technology or whatever I thought that was a, kind of a good idea but like <clears throat> they didn't sit on it enough I don't think in my opinion what about you what's your opinion on this so I have another question right, just really go fast ahead. okay do you think that they used a villain having to do with technology to reach the kids now because when we were younger, that villain probably wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Probably not. I don't know if they looked... They might have... I mean, not Disney. They probably didn't look, look that far into it. But I don't think... I guess it could be like kind of like trying to relate to like how, what technology is affecting... How, how technology is affecting kids today. Like It's kind of like blindfolding them a little bit, I guess. Right. But, I mean, you got to think about it. It's just... Technology is just... The technology now is just aged over time. So, like... Back in like the 1930s, there was just newspapers. And right. People were reading newspapers all the time. And then when the TV came out, people were going gaga. Or I guess next is the radio. The radio comes out. People were just sitting on their porch listening to the radio all the time. Then the TV comes out. People were watching TV all the time. And then the telephone comes out. They're hitting the rotaries down. And then the cell phone comes out. Now you're just walking down the street just for fun. <laughs> just talking go. to your friends. And then the computer comes out. The, the Apple comes out with, like, the home computer, and people go nuts, and then it's just advanced from there. So I don't think it's a new thing for, like, technology to be, like, surrounding us and, like, engulfing us. I just think people are noticing it now more than ever just because, like, it's, there's more technology now more than ever. Right. But I think – well, we just went on a, a weird <laughs> tangent right there. Um, but I guess it could be, like, targeting us, targeting us a little bit and, like, how technology has, like – affected us in a way do you think that disney and pixar use different demographics to get people to see movies so say like different sequels <laughs> they're obviously gonna <laughs> make them different for the different kids growing up were you disappointed that like you probably weren't the target audience or do you think that you were the target audience um i don't think i was the target audience personally I'm not really, like, I mean, I'm a little disappointed just because, like, I wanted the movie to be, I wanted to like the movie just because, like, like, I like, I loved the first one and everyone loved the first one. Um, but I understand why they didn't. They wanted to target, like, 
the smaller kids, which I I don't know what the generation size is right now, but I do believe they're probably, there's probably more of them than there are of us right now, or there will be anyways. So like they'll remember this movie more than we will, like liking it more than we will. I think personally, and I think that's probably why the numbers for the movie were so high. Is just like parents buying their kids tickets and then going as parents as well, but then also our generation going as well just to like, you know, you have to go see this movie just because like the first one was such a big part of your childhood. Right. My brother, he's 14. He's never seen the first Incredibles. Did you go watch the second one? He watched the second what one. What a clown. <laughs> His brain exploded. He thought it was the best thing ever. And that's, that's all I'm saying. You could, so did ours when we watched the first one. Exactly. Absolutely. I was like, this movie is nuts and great. It's like the first superhero movie. Like, like you're like, this is crazy. Right. In 2004, you hadn't seen like a superhero movie, good superhero movie yet, except if you want to count like Batman. Right. I don't know when Batman Return came out. I think it came out in the early early 2000s. But like, I wasn't like into Batman at six years old. I was into like cartoons. Exactly. And this was it. This was the cartoon. Do you think? So your theory about Jack Jack. All right. What's but up? But Jack Jack was most people's favorite character in this movie. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Do you think that they used him in the right way, like comedy? Yeah. Um, for the way they went. Um, yeah, I think I think they used him in the right way. He was like the more the comic relief. Um, he was kind of that in the first movie too. A little a little bit. I think it was more dash than anybody that was the comic relief in the first movie. But you still saw that like a sprinkle of dash's comic relief in there. But um yeah, I think the way they went with the movie, I think it was good that they used Jack Jack as the comedic relief more than anyone. And I think that like I think they used like the same concept as like Guardians of the Galaxy, they would like group. Right. Like the baby group. So he was like like everyone was just like mesmerized with him in like the second movie. Oh yeah. In the second Guardians movie. So I think they did the same thing here where they like the baby was like the comedic relief. And, like, everyone just ate it up just because it's a baby. Exactly. And it, make, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, here's a hard-hitting question. Okay. Incredibles 3. No. Do you think they would do it? Probably. They probably will just because this one did so good. What do you think it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be really soon or do you think they're going to wait? It's not going to be crazy soon. I would give it at the least five years. At the most, 10. Really? But I think they'll do a third movie. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Do you think it would be a good marketing technique if they waited a long time to get another generation to be involved in it? Because now they have two. Yeah. They could. But I think... I mean, personally, if you wait another 14 years, I'm going to be, what, 35 years old? You're going to be 33? Um, I wouldn't be interested in going to see that movie at 35 years old, personally. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming I'll have kids then, so I'll go take them to see it. So I guess, like, yeah, you're going to tail me in either way. So why not? Exactly. It worked for them the first time. Why not the second time? Do you think Disney, as a production company, or just as a company in general, uses marketing correctly, and are they at the top of the game right now? Oh, absolutely. They've marketing they bought out almost every single company that's known to man except for like what 21st century fox they have it they, they have oh they have 21st they don't yeah. have a uh, warner brothers right yes 
Um, yeah, no, they're doing insane things, and I think eventually they will acquire Warner Brothers. I don't know. I don't think it'll be anytime soon, Cause just because Warner Brothers has been been around so long, and they have, they're just huge, and <clears throat> they would have to shell out more money than they've ever shelled out in their life to acquire Warner Brothers, like right now or like in the near future. But they're mar- they're marketing maniacs. They know how to mark. They they're into every kind of event panel or whatnot. And I think that's why all their movies do so well. And I think that's um, so. Like what Warner Brothers has, like DC, right? Like the DC, yes. yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why, like the DC didn't take off, like um, Marvel did. Just because um, Disney's just a marketing maniac, and Warner Brothers is not. They just like ridden off their name, like for as long as they've been. And now that like uh, Disney has like a monopoly on the production on the production on the movie industry, right? Essentially, um, they're gonna have to start changing some things, and like Warner Brothers are gonna start like marketing like crazy and doing the same thing that um, Disney's doing, just because like Disney has such a larger like a larger like fan base right now. Um, I think Warner Brothers has a lot of the old like older generations. Exactly. And I think Disney has a lot of the newer generations. And with Disney acquiring all these companies, um, they're starting to take away from Warner Brothers uh, like fan base with the older generations. Um, I think I think Warner Brothers is either. I think in the next five to six years, I think Warner Brothers is either going to sell to Disney or go under if Disney keeps producing at the rate they're producing, in my opinion. So there's different types of marketing tactics. So Disney's more in-your-face marketing mm-hmm. all the time. Warner Brothers is not, obviously. Right. But the generation Warner Brothers is a, like pinpointing are probably people who don't want marketing in their face. Correct. You know, yeah, you're right. Um, but you got to think they're pinpointing to one generation. Exactly. And Disney's pinpointing to, like, what all of them, pretty much, for the most part, except for, like, that older generation, which, like, no offense, but they're dying off now. Exactly. And I think, personally, that Disney has more of the baby boomers than uh, Warner Brothers does, which is what like, technically now the second biggest generation. I think we're the biggest generation now, um, which, and they have all of us. They have all of our attention at this point, and I think they have most of the baby boomers, baby boomers too. Um, I think that um, Warner Brothers is going to have to stop hand-feeding, like, those older generations and start, like, doing, like, that guerrilla marketing in your face like Disney does. Otherwise, they're not going to be a, a company in five years. So, with Disney being a monopoly... Did you hear that they're going to take everything off Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and making their own? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about it. I lo- I'm, obviously, I like it because like, I'll, cause I'm a huge Marvel fan. So I think uh, I'll probably invest because um, they, technically they own Hulu as well. Right. Um, so I think because like, you'll get that and Hulu. And Hulu has all the Fox. Yeah, Hulu has all the Fox stuff. Yes. Which is huge. Um, they have, like, all the Disney TV shows, or all the uh, Marvel TV shows. Um, what what I don't like about it is, so I'm a big fan of, like, the CW shows. Oh, So, like, too. the Flash and Arrow and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Now, Disney doesn't own that. 
Um, so that's going to stay on Netflix. And CW just signed a deal with Netflix to take all their stuff off of Hulu and just put it on Netflix. So now I'm going to have to have Netflix and this Disney thing whenever they come out with it, which is I think I think they said like in like the next year or so they would have to like take everything off and have their own uh, streaming streaming service. Which, which I think is genius. Cool. Oh, it's for sm- so so smart. It's so so smart. But like, and people are gonna be mad that they're gonna be buying it, but like they're gonna buy it. But Disney's genius because they know absolutely they that know. the people will buy it. And like I said, they're playing to their generations. Oh, definitely. And absolutely, I'll eat that up. People will eat that up. I think, I think they said like the starting price was gonna be like. Thirty dollars a month or something like that, which is insane. But like, why not? People do it. All right. Why not? Here's the last question. Okay. So, Incredibles two, one of the best Disney sequels. What sequel do you think will come out next? Because that's how Disney rallies in a lot of their income. What sequel do I think will come out next? I'm trying to think of Pixar movies, Disney Pixar movies that have. Does it, do I have a sequel that I've been recent? They're coming out with a Wreck-It Ralph sequel. Yes. I think that's going to be really good. That's going to be so good. I think that sequel is going to be insane because I loved Wreck-It Ralph. It was awesome. Um, and I like that they're like, all the princesses are going to be in it, which is going to acquire like a whole audience, which are like just like like six to ten-year-olds are going to go goo-goo-gaga over this movie just for that one scene where, like, she's with all the princesses. Exactly. Um, and they put it in the trailer, so I don't know if it's even going to be in the movie. Because, like, Disney, like, Disney likes to do that. They, like, they take, like, like they, they make certain scenes just for the trailer and do not put them in the movie, which is genius. And, like, people are upset that it's not the movie, but, like, you're at the movie already, so, like... What are you going to do? Exactly. But oh, what do I think the next sequel is going to be? If they made a Cars 4, I wouldn't be against it. I think they're going to do it. Think so? You think, you think Light that... McQueen's going to be the mentor? <laughs> I really do. I like it. I like the idea. Um, yeah, Cars 3 did so well. And Cars 2 did okay. I liked Cars 2, but like it wasn't like the greatest. It was the saddest one of the three. Oh, I agree. In my, in my opinion. Poor Doc. Spoil- about... Spoiler alert, Spoiled. by the way. Oh, no. Oh, you forgot to say spoiler alert at the <laughs> beginning. I'll edit that in. <laughs> All right, how about Ratatouille 2? I'm not a fan of Ratatouille. Um, not a fan. <clears throat> I could see him making a sequel just because that movie was huge. But, um, no, people really liked that movie. I didn't like it that much. Um, but I could definitely see them making a sequel to it. I haven't seen the movie in a minute, so I wouldn't know what they would do. But what do you think? What do you think the next sequel is going to be? think it's going to be well, Ratatouille 2? That's my favorite. So, obviously... I'm well, that's what, that's what you want. That's, what, that's want. what I want. But I think they're going to attack... I think, though, they will make an Incredibles 3. Because it just shot up. Yeah. It, I mean, probably, but like it won't be the next one no. by any means. It's probably going to be like... Like you said, I think it'd be a really good marketing plan just to just wait another 14 years, 15 years, and do the same thing the last time, I guess. It worked. But if I had my voice, like, if you're going to do a third one... Do it right. Exactly. Oh, all Agent. right. Favorite. All right. This is just a little little thing at the end. Okay. Favorite scene of Incredibles two. Favorite scene of Incredibles two. It has to be like when they're uh, when the parents are hypnotized or like they're like <laughs> yep. hypnotized or whatever, and like Jack and they're all like in the um, wherever in the, like the base, I guess whatever the factory. I don't know. 
and they're like trying to find like Jack Jack Violet and Dash are all just trying to find him and Jack Jack's just going nuts. I, I that scene is so my it's, scene. it's funny. But I also like the scene in the beginning where like they're uh fighting uh what's his name? Um Underminer. Yeah. And like Dash and Violet are both like arguing who get, who has to hold Jack. Yes. And I th- I like that scene as well. Um or I guess like the like montage of the struggling dad yes. with uh, Mr. Incredible and Jack Jack. I like that one too because I feel like that's really realistic. Oh yeah, just like I agree. His eyes got darker every yeah, scene. Yep. Absolutely, you just don't see very many like stay at home dads. So like, I think when dads do stay home, they finally realize like what is going on when like, they are at work. So, exactly. Yeah, no, I like that scene as well. Very realistic, I think, and yeah. All right. Well, what was your favorite scene? Come on. That was my favorite scene. That was your favorite scene? Yes. Okay. The hypnotized scene. All right, then. I know. All right. This is the end of this episode. Thank you for being on. Good night. Good night.